It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. it is what time has it been it's 12 season transmission time oh yeah baby that's a little nice grab that's a little rick l rick coming at you from uh pump the old uh billabong surf movie from 8990 freaking opening segment and it's just so good anyone who like saw that movie it's like probably thumping right now and getting like chicken skin listening uh-huh. to it <laughs> well listeners of the show will know that tyler can pull a track out and know what scene from what movie that yeah. was uh the sound bed for so so what scene was that that was uh, the where, opening segment and where were yeah, we? we're in hawaii and basically it's like i think he got like uh aki you have Richie Collins, you have Ronnie Burns, Dave Cantrell, like all those guys in the wow. opening segment, which is great. And it's just like, you can feel it all like, so good. So mm. good. It gets you fucking pumped. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, yeah. who's our guest tonight? So, uh, this is awesome. I'm really psyched to have uh, Moscow uh, back, uh, owner, co-owner of Head High Gallery in Fort Greene. Uh, we first met Moscow at a FERC hearing last year when he was voicing his opposition to the proposed expansion of a natural gas pipeline under the Rockaways. Moscow is still battling the Williams Transco pipeline, but has embarked on something even more daunting, starting a gallery, bookstore, and coffee house all in one in Brooklyn. Given his enthusiasm and commitment, we have faith that he will pull it off along with his wife, Alexandria. Uh, so if you're into cool zines printed on broadsheet, the work of emerging NYC artists, and strong coffee, go check out Head High Gallery 
on Claremont Ave near the Navy Yard in the shadow of the Navy Yard or maybe they're the son of the Navy Yard <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm psyched to have uh, our guest back he's a surfer a former skater maybe current skater creative and has integrated all this street art and activists activist selves into starting a small business uh, and making friends with an espresso machine as I, as I <laughs> um, so uh, yeah very psyched Excellent. And uh, Ben, how are you doing, man? How's your pie, guy? Oh, my pie's fine. So it's funny. Um, I, it, we sort of switched places where I went surfing and you went skiing. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, and I got, I got skunked. <laughs> that it was snowing. It was beautiful. It was up at Stowe. And Friday it snowed all day. And it was really fun skiing. And then Saturday... Um, we woke up and we were pumped and there was tons of snow and it was dry and it was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then we get to Stowe and only one lift was open and it was like a low lift and the line was literally like two football fields long and we just were like, fuck. Brutal. So we waited it out thinking the wind would die and whatever and no. And it was just like, describing it would be like, seen perfect waves go by but there's sharks in the lineup you know <laughs> you just have to watch and you're like no what the fuck so you know but it's still a good time i can't complain and you scored you motherfucker i did i did um not always the case in my life but i i uh, went out went out to montauk um i just found that right window is me and a buddy um, who I love surfing with, my friend Bruce, who uh, is about to have a baby. And Bruce. I was like, I gotta get Bruce out in the water before Bruce. his second child yeah. arrives uh, momentarily. And, um, you know, we don't really name spots. Uh, I mean, it's a place that everyone knows. And I think it was more the combo of the solitude. It was me, Bruce, and this other guy. And we had just wonderful heaving set waves to ourselves and one of them in particular uh, serving with bruce is humbling because right or lefts um mainly lefts it's, oh. a, it's a it's a left yeah it's one of the few left dominant right. waves <laughs> out in this uh part of montauk uh between uh two famous rights and uh, i love surfing with my friend bruce because he's got these long arms and he can just paddle into everything and watching him just drive down the wave is so much fun but i had this i had a really f fun wave in that it was just it was super rampy and i i was laughing at the end of it it's like you know when you have those waves where you just start laughing you're like yeah that was like what just happened there you know like it, and i was on this old like uh, six nine channel island glass fin Ooh. like old school board that i pulled out of the closet and I think the whole combo of that one wave made the whole session. Bastard. As nice. I watched my buddy like like quadruple the wave count around me, but I had this. Hey, hey, quality, not quality. quantity. Right, right. As we get older That's what and we can't catch as many waves, it's the quality of the waves we've got to say to ourselves. That's true. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, um, Ben, uh, we have a couple announcements before we uh, introduce our awesome guest. Uh, one thing we got to bring up real quickly is uh, Rockaway, their surf rider, has, is 
organizing a paddle out in Rockaway Beach and beach cleanup on 3.30 this Saturday at 11 a.m. at Beach 67th Street. This is in protest to the Williams Pipeline. So, uh, New Yorkers, if Australia can get pretty much every fucking surfer in their country to paddle out against the bite, we should, we should be able to get many of us out there and, and to paddle out in protest of this Transco pipeline, the Williams. Yeah, and our guest will fill us in later in the show on this because he's been a, a stalwart uh, opponent of this pipeline and a very much grassroots, on-the-ground activist talking about the issue uh, with some passion and, uh, and intelligence. So, yeah, so that, that's what we got going on. And then, of course, uh, a couple other quick announcements. Uh, again, Cold Shot Challenge is still going on till April 15th. Uh, I'm talking to Willie Andell who, with Cliff Bar to help organize it, uh, the event itself, and we'll let you know when that happens. So that should be pretty good. So anyone who's got some sick, epic shots from this past weekend, any barrels, because it looked like it was fucking barreling in Long Beach quite a bit. Uh, I'm sure you got some photos. Make sure you submit it to the Cold Shot Challenge. Oh, that sounds good, Ben. There you go. Um, so there's that. And then uh, on top of that, we have our good friends, uh, Chris Lapsa, and, you know, with their New Jersey Keg Hunter going on, their competition with Last Wave Brewing uh, on April 18th from 7 to 11 p.m. at the uh, House of Independence. They're going to be uh, announcing the winners of the New Jersey Keg Hunter competition. You can go to njkeghunter.com, check it out. You can win two grand. Right Not on. too shabby. It can buy yeah, you. That's a pretty good purse. That's a pretty good purse. I can probably get you two surfboards. <laughs> maybe three used ones. <laughs> or yeah. maybe one really nice one. <laughs> They're making good boards around that area. We, uh... Dude, I mean, John Rosburn, man, yeah. is blowing up. You know, J- he's going to be at the boardroom show competing no uh, in a shape-off with all the other shapers. That's awesome. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. So as we get closer, we should try to get John on, actually, and yeah, try, try to pump him up and get him psyched for this and be yeah, like, East cool. Coast represent. He's, absolutely. You know, like Ricky Ooh. Carroll, actually. Yeah. Um, legend i have a board of his he's he's won that comp like multiple times so who so we'll get to our guests in a second but (laughs) talk like who are the shapers that show up for this and where they're coming in from all over the world all over you know some guys from australia obviously a shit ton from california um i'm not sure how many from the east coast are being represented but uh should be fun uh you know uh scott bass is organizing that and I wish I had time to go to it. It sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. That's awesome. You know, we should we should actually arm Ron from Board Porn because he's going to go. We should arm him with a uh, mic, quite, and yeah. he should do some interviews for us. I would love that. That would be awesome. Our, our man in the boardroom. Board Porn, Ron, <laughs> hit us up. Come on, Ron. Sweet Ron, please smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> Ron Burgundy references. Ron about. Burgundy. Okay. Goulet. <laughs> so I I I was um, I biked uh, to uh, our guest's uh, new shop in uh, Fort Greene slash Navy Yard, and we'll talk a little bit about the names of neighborhoods in a second. And I, uh, as I did, as as the most convenient option to get to this neighborhood, I think is city bike, in my opinion. Um, so I docked my city bike at the Navy Yard main 
dock city bike docking zone and as i'm walking down the sidewalk i started to see these old school like wheat paste signs and stickers that said like coffee art and the gallery head high that's head h-e-a-d high h-i and uh, one of these signs was nailed to i think a pole or some sort of like piece of uh street uh um, armature and I was like I know I'm heading in the right direction and I love this sort of old school approach to letting people know that there's something cool going on here so uh, Moscow thanks for coming back to swell season you. and congrats on the new show on the new show on the new, on the, on the new business it feels like a show when I walked in it's a, <laughs> it feels like a performance but uh, bring us into the beginning because it, it's still relatively new right yes it's very new uh thank you for having me guys it's yeah. always a pleasure to listen to your show and to be here it's, it's really fantastic um so i'm an artist i i was terrible at school i always put all my energy and tried to learn as much as i could about different uh styles or periods in time in related to art and being creative um, so as as an artist i have put up many shows and help other friends set up you know uh, art shows exhibitions as a dj throwing parties so i always have this tendency to create something out of nothing um, and always fantasize about having a space where we could show art and have books and I love coffee, so, you know, throw the coffee in there as well. And that's pretty much the idea behind Head High. And now we, we're operating as a business, uh, you know, part gallery, part coffee shop, community space, um, by the Navy Yard. Uh, and we opened four months ago and it's going really well. It's a gorgeous. It's a gorgeous space. It's in a brownstone type building. Right. It feels like, oh, I'm walking into someone's home because it's a residential building. Correct. With two commercial spaces on the ground floor, one of which is yours. Yes. It's light filled, and what's people I think throw on that word curated, uh, probably uh, curators probably real curators take offense to the word where curated is used maybe in a retail way, but I think. You guys exhibit the best. You and your your wife Alexandria, uh, from what I witness, showing how curation, the right mix of an intentionality of printed matter, books, magazines, plus the artwork on the wall. There's all, although different topics, different um, cre uh, uh, creators. They sort of this communication taking place between all of that. How, and then you have a new show coming up. I, you were pulling one down and one coming up. How does it go into crafting that space? Like what's going to go on the walls once, once things are sold, new things need to be put up? Is there like a design vision? Is there a calendar? Because there's so many elements right in this small space. Yeah, so the space is just really free. Uh, you know, we, we live up the street. So that's why we're located there. You know, we, we are in the neighborhood with neighbors. We're serving our community. And, uh, you know, it's in, it's in like a side street. It's not on the main road. Um, it's a brownstone. It's not necessarily your typical retail space. So for some people, it might be a little too weird. 
because you know it doesn't have like a big sign outside it doesn't have like that luxury type that you know you might find in manhattan or you know in these typical retail spaces uh this used to be an apartment so that's that has that homey feeling mm. uh and we love design we we go to a lot of art shows you know we we understand a little bit the sense of just the space and and what it, you know what's good and what's bad let's put uh-huh. it this way so Best practices and you know as you said we have different topics there's different materials there the book selection is mostly done by alexandra she i would say is is an expert in this field and we try to combine different ideas the, the space itself is the way we envision it is a space for sharing ideas and communicating with others you know it's not it's not only about you coming and buying something you can come in and just look at all the materials that we have there you know it can be a library you know not necessarily a bookstore right uh, you can come just look at the artworks uh, and the idea is to create a conversation i think it's important to have these places within the community where people can hang out and and exchange ideas you know we're in new york it's a place of ideas mm-hmm. really and that's what attracts so many people from all over the world and and that's the beauty of it and you need these type of spaces you know unfortunately because of real estate and many other things and it's everything is so expensive nowadays that these places don't really exist or for too long for us it's an experiment to be honest right uh it's like we'll see how it goes let's do it you know it's necessary it's my own necessity right that i need to satisfy Mm -hmm. and um hopefully other people react to it you know and feel comfortable and feel welcome and feel like they can actually just come in anytime and find something new and that's the idea like always have something new new material new exhibitions you know uh, quality products for instance so yeah um it's and to be clear this is not a hobby project you're all in and you're like the you're the number one and only full-time employee here (laughs) i know that your wife uh, alexandra is part of this and i was calling her alexandria alexandra um, but so much so that two things struck me in, during my visit was that, um, a, someone passed in front of the window and you left to sort of go, even though you were closed and the gate was like in front of, you know, pulled down, uh, you were there, sort of ready to engage and share and be like generous and like, you know, you were sort of present for them and you know maybe you yeah. gotta milk the customers man <laughs> you gotta get them where you can I pull them get, off the street absolutely <laughs> i mean uh, you know because because we're a small business every person is more important i would say rather than like a big business you know we we really want to engage with with our visitors and in this case you know the shop is closed but i'm there i'm gonna come out and greet you if you know if, if i'm available I, I will tell you a little bit of what it is 
Sorry, we're closed, but you know, if you're in the neighborhood again, please come back. These are the- It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The hours. You know, uh, that's... We're not a typical business. Yes, we have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, obviously it's very expensive to have a business running in this city. You know, every business, mm-hmm. you got to invest a lot of money, obviously, in order to make money. In this case, we put all of our savings, everything's on the table, you know, and we're working really long days and it's ours. And when we see how people react to it, when we see mm-hmm. different ages, different types of people coming in and being like, oh, what is this? Welcome to the neighborhood. Right. People have come to yeah. just tell us, I heard about you. Welcome. I have lived in this neighborhood for 30 years. I grew up in this neighborhood. This is fantastic. Mm. Thank you. That that already is, is a success. Well, it, it's also, I mean, the location, you know, it, you know, few years ago wouldn't be a good location but right now you've you're set to really benefit from everything that's happening in the Brooklyn Navy Yard which is quite incredible because not only that it's like you've your shop is this beautiful uh curated experience uh that most of the people who work in the Navy Yard appreciate you know it's not like if you were to open your shop Oh, it probably would be great in, in, in you know, Times Square. But, <laughs> but, but even then, like, th- those people w- wouldn't appreciate it. They'd just be in for the coffee in and out and wouldn't really linger and experience and interact. Uh, and I think, like, you've set your shop up in the perfect place or perfect location for the perfect client that, that fits your vibe, I think. Was that something that you... Uh, thought about ahead of time when you were going in there, you're like, right, this is like actually a good location because all of these things are happening. Or was it more just kind of luck? And you're like, we found a great space and that's it. A little bit of everything you said. Definitely yeah. luck. I mean, we live on the same street. You do. And, and, you know, we wanted to do something. We were doing, we did these exhibitions last summer in the Rockaways yeah. uh, about um, sustainability. You, pretty much... As an artist, I, I wanted to to use the medium or, or have the opportunity of showcasing artworks mm-hmm. that have uh, that present beyond my own ideas and communicate uh, a problem or share, you know, my concerns in this case about uh, the environmental issues. So yeah. that's that's like a thing that we want to talk about. Uh, so. After the, the shows in the Rockaways, we 
we w we consider the of getting a space. Yeah. So we started looking and by hearing what's going on in the Navy Yard, you know, mm -hmm. which is this uh, really large area in Brooklyn, <coughs> super close to Manhattan, yeah. but uh, you know, squished behind be between uh, Dumbo and Williamsburg. Yeah. Uh, the only reason it hasn't been developed is because there's no subways there. Yeah. And as you know, in New York, if there's no, if the subway station is more than 15 minutes walk, yeah. forget about it. Right. That's what makes this neighborhood quite beautiful. And yeah. we love it. And when we notice the changes and, and the, the big project that is taking yeah. place at the Navy Yard, we're like, oh man, we're going to have to move from this neighborhood and we <sighs> love it. And then we're like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. We kind of like took a couple of steps back and we're like, we've been wanting to do this. We want to open a space. This might, this might be the right location. Yeah. So it's all warehouses right now. It's pretty industrial. Every other lot is just sitting there empty because soon, yeah. you know, the zoning it's will coming. change. And yeah, it's, it's coming. You know, it's like that, that tranquility or that calm before, before. the storm mm -hmm. It's really coming big time. There's many different industries that are already in the Navy Yard. You know, you have yeah. you have the movie studios, you have uh, artists already working in the Navy Yard for many years. So there's already a community of artists yeah. and they're coming to the shop and they're feeling, you know, very welcome. And, and you know, when de Blasio puts in the tram that goes from Astoria down the Bay Ridge, yeah, look out, man. That's, that's, what they, <laughs> that's the rumor, you know. Uh, we'll see how long that takes. But yeah. what is happening is like a, a new ferry station or stop is dock is coming to yeah. the Navy Yard and many other things, you know, supermarket. And it's just going to be on their Bed, Bath & Beyond. <laughs> maybe Home Depot, but I don't know if we'll have enough time. Maybe, you know. And... and <laughs> All of that, you know, can happen. It's going to be out of our, our control, obviously. Yeah. But we want it to be this, this special place, you know, for, for those that seek out for something different or, you know. Now, I want to ask you, um, you know, because you, you have, you know, your art and your activism is, is very much uh, pro-environment and trying to, you know, curb waste and... Uh, obviously, there's a lot of other things going on there, but uh, w how do you reconcile that with, you know, like trying to curb your waste and having a store that's selling stuff? Right. Uh, what it, what goes into buying the product? What do you look at? What, do you have a, a lens or a frame or a guide to help you buy product, uh, you know, that, that is less wasteful? And that has longer last, uh, last longer than many other products. I'm just kind of curious how you do the buying for, for this store. And you have actually here one of your biodegradable cups. So I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's very hard as a business to, to pay more for what you're going to give away. In this case, the cups, you know, yeah. or your napkins or the straws. But if I keep going to the beach and collect trash every single time I go there, I'm not going to be part of the problem, obviously, yeah. when I have a business. Mm -hmm. You know, I see uh, pretty much the responsibility of the businesses, you know, the business owners yeah. to change their ways of, of doing their business. Yeah. And this comes, you know, from the big picture of like uh, the the oil and gas industries, you know, uh, manufacturing, clothing, yeah. all, all of these, you know, um, 
And then the, the, the uh, consumers will yeah. actually follow, you know, it's almost like we got to set the example mm-hmm. or say this is the new norm. Yeah. And people will stop asking for that plastic bag, for instance. I think this is a really important point to just dwell on for a second. Uh, so your story, as, as we've been talking about, is you came from this sort of activist place um, being very vocal primarily about two two causes that uh, the surf rider um, organization here in New York is very uh, vocal about uh, the Williams Na- Transco natural gas pipeline but also the single-use plastic that our beaches are, are covered with yeah and so so you came from voicing concern about those two issues to starting this shop that has um, you, you do serve coffee out of cups um, it, but it's it, it would be so much easier to just say oh we need to use compostable cups or stop using straws or bring your recycle bring your glass where to shops as some do advocate uh, and sort of rinse it out when you go home but like now you're in the position of looking at budgets taking your own money to start a business it's very real what things cost yeah and so these are less abstract or uh, aspirational uh, concepts tell us like what that is like if you wouldn't mind sharing what the trade-off was to go for a more I assume more expensive compostable cup over say a traditional cup that I'm sure most well-meaning small businesses use because it's cheaper and every cent counts Don't. yeah it definitely every cent count uh and you know when you have like all these expenses and overhead and and cost you know it's it's a tough decision to to say i want to be green or i want to you know just excuse myself and you know go through the cheap route and <laughs> and offer you know the simplest way and not bother by it but you know these concerns and see what's going on with our planet and and the environment doesn't leave me alone you know like yeah. my my own conscience will be reminding me every day that I, that cup you just used to serve coffee to your customer you know it's gonna be there forever and for instance uh the the cups you know that we use for for coffee for uh, warm drinks uh particularly so first of all, they're made of paper. So uh, stop banging the table. Sorry. Don't get upset. We're I'm trying to s- multitask here, do the social media thing. I'm trying to get you live on Instagram, TV, you know, and blow you up. Sorry. Right. I thought you were upset of the condition. Of I'm the- so angry. <laughs> God damn it. Why well, reusable cups, man? Yes, we have to. But anyways, going back to, to making these decisions, uh, so these cups that we see everywhere, most of them are used with regular paper, which you know uh, goes directly to deforestation. And two, they're covered with this film, which yeah. is petroleum-based. Oh. So these cups are nearly impossible to recycle. Wow, I was not aware no, of the coffee cup. The coffee cups or like warm drinks that we see everywhere uh, with beautiful names on it you know mm-hmm. and logos and whatever yeah. 
Uh, and to get a one that is compostable is almost four times the price. Wow. Yes, it's very expensive. Do, do you mind if I ask what the costs are for like a non-compostable compared we're, to a compostable? You know, we're or talking about yeah. it's cents, obviously, yeah. but when you are ordering well, thousands, uh, yeah. it makes a difference. Makes a really huge difference. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the difference literally is going from uh, 10 cents, 8 cents a cup, to like 35 dude that's and that eats into your margin which you need yeah. for coffee you know which exactly. uh, you know has a has a decent margin but it's still like you're in a very expensive neighborhood and you have a lot of other things you got to pay for yeah precisely i mean you have insurance you have yeah. like all these things that you got to take care of and you, you gotta know? you gotta grease the palms of all the city officials and yeah. all that stuff yeah you gotta you gotta deal with all of that new york New York doesn't make it easy for small businesses, no. you know? Yeah. I don't know how it's in other places, but in my experience, you've seen it through friends that have uh, businesses. It's, it's, it's very, very hard to keep a business afloat in a city yeah. like this. You hear that a lot where people whose political orientation is for the involvement of government to regulate polluters and big corporations and safety and health uh, is important and and there's a role for that and then it comes to the small businesses especially here in New York yeah and you just it's just it's just like eats away and punishes yeah the small business in a disproportionate way yeah no no it, it's really hard and it's very unfair and and as we know you have like these companies like Amazon for instance yeah that don't even pay taxes somehow they find a loophole somehow they save billions of dollars you know yeah meanwhile we you know like the, the, the little guys have to pay so much you know and and yes it's great to have uh, that they just raise the minimum wage for instance yeah but me as a small business is starting it's hard i don't even have the money to pay an employee right yeah. now and that's you know right. we yeah. we started really small um uh, and that's why it's me there every single day and, and uh, Alexandra coming and, and help at the shop. Um, hopefully, eventually things get better. Um, I can go surfing more, perhaps. <laughs> that's uh, one of the, the things that I miss. But at the same time, I'm really satisfied with what we're doing, what we're providing, what yeah. we're offering. Um, you know, at, for instance, we... Um, we have like everything, all of our coffee, yeah. once we use it, like everything is compostable, but mm. we hire like a, a composting pickup. Oh, wow. Not only our regular trash Dude. and our regular cardboard, but we also get, you know, this, this, all this compost, which obviously is an extra expense. Yeah. But food also causes, a, it has an environmental Absolutely. effect. And so you know, as 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 a as an activist, it's almost the worst thing I could be to run a business. <laughs> I should just give up being well, being you know uh, aware of this because well, that's another worry. You know? Well, I would say this: like you've just started, and you got to just give yourself time to work towards those goals and slowly figure it out. And as you're working towards them, you'll, you'll possibly learn other ways to do certain things. I mean, Patagonia didn't start out the way it was. It took a lot of years and took a lot of soul searching and a lot of decisions 
that uh, were counterintuitive uh, to what the common thought was. Um, so I think there's, there's, in some ways, you might want to look at it as like, I'm just improving every time and trying to improve more and more rather than make yourself feel bad about what you're doing or, or feel guilty about it. You know, like you don't have to feel that guilt, you know, just it'll get there. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I, I, I really, I really think I'm making a difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you talk to customers and you tell them, well, you look at this cup is not the regular kind, but please make sure you put in a composting bin because yeah. it's not that it's just going to disappear magically. No. I, I got an artist I got to introduce you to uh, who I think would be a great uh, show for your, okay. for your space. His name is Tyrone Tripoli. Okay. He's a goofy foot who rips. You might have seen him in Rockway. Um, but he takes, uh, so I met him in Mundaka back in 2002 and we were talking about Mundaka before the show and, uh, met him there and he was collecting, uh, plastic rubbish from the beach and creating art pieces out of them. Great. And so that inspired my travel partner, my friend Neil at the time we were traveling and, and when we got to Morocco, he just, he started collecting all this plastic trash off the beach and there's so much of it there. It's so so gnar it's so disgusting and so gnarly actually like whole coves just filled with plastic and he ended up sending home 11 boxes from morocco to make artwork but this guy tyrome he moved here in brooklyn and he's still making all those pieces of art and he has a little gallery but he would be perfect. I got to introduce you to Please, him. right on. Absolutely. Like that would fit perfectly in with, with the theme and story and recycling and reusing all this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's difficult, man. It's, it's a very difficult thing to try to make a buck and be environmentally conscious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, they, they don't make it easy for you, the, the world in general. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think your, your identity as an artist and a surfer um, put you in a good place, and maybe I'm self I'm aggrandizing surfers who are I think at the front front line of this single use plastic problem because we it hits the ocean, and that's sort of the that's the resting spot before it starts to disintegrate right. into the bottom of the sea, and I think you're hearing more and more surfers speak up about it in films and whatnot. Uh, so when a customer comes into your gallery or into your coffee shop and they see the cards uh, related to the pipeline and Rockaway and they see the Surfer's Journal and your the other cool surf publications that you have and then you can speak and say, you know, you are a surfer. The plastic does matter. When we say, you know, I go to Rockaway and I see the plastic, it's like you actually are in the water. Right. So it's not simply like a, again, a, a more abstract thing. You, you are affected by it. Um, perhaps that can be communicated to the consumer because it's sort of a very real thing for you. Whereas for most people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And, and you know, the things we have to kind of be um, aware of or, or realize is that plastic pollution problem or climate change of this this okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Very important issues that we have to face and come up with a solution affect us all. Whereas you're a surfer or, or a basketball player, you know, at the end is, is one planet. We'll have the same needs. We need food. We need clean water, you know? So sometimes I, I try to not engage much about being a surfer because you have so many kinds of surfers. You have people that surf. Stand up paddle doesn't count. Okay. (laughs) You have so many people that surf for so many different reasons and you know when there's waves it's really hard to like just stop either before your session or particularly after your session once you're all tired you're not gonna like put three minutes to pick up the trash that you see right so as a surfer for me it's like yeah it's important sometimes you know you're like you just want to get in the water and and surf and then go home or whatever but uh, it depends who I talk to, what's, my, what's, what's the, the conversation that we're having. And, and if I feel like, you know, I need to throw it in there, like, hey, you go to the Rockaways or you go to the beach, Coney right. Island, or, mm-hmm. you know, New York is surrounded by water. So we should all be like water protectors, period. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, to me, that's really clear. Today, for instance, there was this, this, uh, customer that came in with her daughter and they talk about the Rockaways and I was like oh great yeah we go there all this all the time in the summer we love it and like well actually I have this postcard made by different Mm. organizations here in New York um, that you know we're trying to bring attention to this pipeline so uh, that's how I can use my you know tools or my knowledge or engage with with my customers about uh, an environmental issue that mm. is really important to talk about because a lot of people don't know about it and you know if i cannot be at the beach talking to surfers yeah or you know other other folks at, at right by the ocean you can do it anywhere pretty much you know and and you have you know the snowboarding community it's also affected by climate change. I mean, yeah. we all are one way or another. So, you know, if you're in the city, you can do your thing. You know, you can fight plastic pollution. You know, you can uh, send letters. There are so many things that we can do and not you don't yeah. have to be right by where it's uh, happening. So happening let's everywhere. let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Williams Pipeline because you've been very active in it, uh, in protesting it. Uh, what a... So what do we have going on right now? Where do we stand with the pipeline? Uh, can, you, can you give like our listeners a, like a little update of, of what's happening? Yeah, so, so I find out about this pipeline over two years ago. Yeah. And uh, this company, Williams Transco, installed uh, a pipeline right after Hurricane Sandy. Nobody heard about it. There was a little bit of, you know, protests going on but they went for it they installed it is there and now there is a proposal for another pipeline wider uh carrying frack gas through the seafloor you know from new jersey so it's frack gas 
uh, coming from Pennsylvania, going through New Jersey, through New York Harbor, right in front of like Coney Island, and then uh, at the Rockaways by Reese Park, yeah. it will turn and connect to the existing pipeline to bring gas to, to New York. Um, so when I find out, I was like, there's no way this can happen. You know, we, I'm in the water pretty often. I don't want to one day show up at the beach and the beach is closed yeah. because the, the pollution, the water quality is so bad that we cannot get in the water. So. Now, is that, and, and this is just, I'm trying to just ask questions. I'm, I'm a little bit more aware, but for our listeners, like, mm -hmm. so then that pollution, are you thinking that's from the, uh, digging up of of the 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 sediment at the bottom of the ocean yeah, that's going to close the beach or are you more worried about like the gas pipeline breaking or leaking well there there are two things you, yeah. you actually hit the spot so to install this pipeline they gotta do a hole you yeah. know drench through the seafloor and because we're so close to uh the industries, you know, that put all these toxics for so many years. Well, since you know? the beginning, since the Dutch. Yes, no. absolutely. <laughs> so we have, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, chemicals and, and just bad stuff that it has settled, yeah. you know, after so many years on the seafloor. Once you steer that, yeah. you know, you have all kinds of things floating in, in the water that are not good for marine life and are, are not good for ourselves. So, I, I got to ask one thing then. So that happens. Let's say we shut down, we are able to shut down the pipeline. So I've been thinking about this, Ben, a little bit. Um, there's now a proposal for them to put wind farms mm -hmm. off the coast. Would that cause the same thing in the, uh, in the bringing of the sediment and all the construction of putting in a wind farm? And should we then be against that as well? Well, we got to, I'm not an expert. Yeah, no, no, I know. So, I know. It's like, it's more, you know, what's for an average person for all no, of no, us no, to think sure. about? Because I've been struggling with that thought. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of discuss it, even though we're not experts, yeah. but maybe we could, so, we can get, figure out our morality on this. So for instance, what, what William Stransko is yeah. saying is that they will dig for a year straight Ugh. you know non-stop 24 hours a day like digging this this hole to install the pipeline right so just just imagine that the amount of uh toxins that will you know be released yeah and you know also make creates a lot of noise and a lot of animals yeah depend you know and on, on not having this terrible noise for communicating with each other and for like finding yeah. places to feed and whatnot so i will assume that a wind farm mm -hmm. will be less disruptive yeah but in the long run what we're trying to avoid is by saying no to this pipeline is we need to move away from fossil fuels yes that that's what the point is we install this wind farm and it will be there and it will create energy for mm -hmm. for us all right and it's going to have a less impact and it's green and it's clean that's why it's yeah. called clean energy yeah. because the problem with frag gas is that it pollutes the, the ground pollutes water you know it's yeah it's just bad all together and in the long run it keeps us tied up to dependency on fossil fuels mm -hmm. and it's been 
it's clear, or at least to me, I believe in science, yeah. you know, that we have a very short time left to actually move, you know, forward to better uh, ways of, of using energy yeah. and producing energy, you know. So I think that there's always like, you got to look at what's the least evil, yeah. you know. So in this case, solar panels, yeah, yeah. that's a good option. Uh, wind farms, that's another option. And we should not uh, invest anymore in like oil and gas because we know that they have a terrible effect on the environment. You yeah. know, climate change mm -hmm. is real. Absolutely. Um, to your second point then that I had uh, rudely interrupted, uh, you know, with the pipeline leaking, uh, wanted you to pick up there because uh, we were about to go into that and I interrupted you. Uh, well, safety, yeah. safety, safety, issues. safety. Yeah, it's it's you can just imagine, right? Like the I've been trying to understand how they build these pipelines. Yeah. And and apparently they have ways to like shut the pipeline every you know every other mile or yeah. something like that so you're like okay so once they detect a leak they will you know shut it yeah fix it etc the reality or as far as i know is that you know when to detect a leak yeah it, it might be really hard you know uh and it can be it can be just releasing this gas yeah. no matter what you know um so that's 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 a concern. Like I would like to think mm. that they're totally safe and they know what they're doing. No. And once they put this pipeline, <laughs> is is safe, right? So okay, let's say they take care of the safety part. Yeah. My problem is fracking. Yeah, we're still using. We're still using frac yeah. gas. We're still polluting. In this case, the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, and that that to me is is the worrisome. That to me is what we have to stop. You know, because yeah, we're consuming it here, and fracking is uh, not allowed in the state of New York. Yeah. But meanwhile, we're destroying. We're the taking state it from right Pennsylvania. So, well, so they are a bunch of hicks over there. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we love we love the Keystone State. But the it's interesting. I was reading some of the the most recent uh, white papers put out by 350.org yeah. related to the pipeline. And just looping back to the role of natural gas, the industry uh, and and many you know we we all regard this across lines to some level. I know there's some controversies that natural gas is uh, has put the coal industry out of business because it's cheaper. Yeah. But uh, secondarily, it's solar is now cheaper too apparently than coal. Uh, so yeah, that, I yeah. I just so. read an article yeah. yesterday. Um, uh, Trump, I'm sure, hates that uh, fact. Fuck if that's that guy. in case you, but, but, <laughs> but that that uh, natural gas would in in this is in regards to getting the, the more gas supply to the city. That natural gas will replace uh, the quote bunker fuel heating oil that is has used in a lot of buildings, older buildings primarily, and that most buildings are transitioning to natural gas to heat their building. Like my parents live in a 20 story co op building. I know that they've transitioned a few years back to natural gas and the industry's point of view would be we're supplying a quote cleaner uh, alternative alternative fuel to the rising demand. And what I've noticed is that and I that it's not simply the environmental and health and safety issues you've cited, but 
that the demand that Williams Transco has stated is there is indeed false. That that the that there isn't as much need for the fuel in the first place, uh, and that there's uh, a sort of a debatable need for more expansion of the pipeline to begin with, just from a customer point of view. Yeah. Is this so? Is this a pivot um, or an additional factor that that uh, that groups are now highlighting? Yeah, I mean it's definitely important to to point and and to look for this information. And unfortunately, there are so many ways to get the right information yeah. or fake news and whatnot. In this case, it's known that these the oil and gas industries primarily lie straight up you know and come up with some weird facts and assurance that it's it's the right thing to do and there is a demand and you know they don't allow the for instance solar power or wind power to, yeah. to actually go forward and become more of a a normal uh way of of uh, producing energy because they don't want to lose that buck you know, they, yeah. they have total control and they don't want to lose that control, you know, and we see in so many ways that they're very powerful and they can pay even scientists to say, nah, it's, it's bullshit. Climate change is not real. You know, what we're doing is totally fine. The earth is, is going to be okay. You know, yeah, it was hot or it's cold, but it's normal. That's how, <clears throat> no, it's not true. It, I truly believe that it's, uh, what we're doing as humans that is causing this drastic change. Um, it's important to look at, at this report that 350 did. Yeah. Uh, so it's 350.org and they have like a New York or Brooklyn uh, group. Yeah. And you, you should look at it to understand a little more of what, what uh, William Stransko says and what the reality is. Do, do you know, do, do any of you know what the stance is of the, the local congressman in Rockway who represents it uh, or, or any of the local politicians who represent uh, those areas? Have they, have they come out against it, uh, many of them? Do we uh, know? So I actually went to Washington, D.C. I saw a very with... nice photo of you there. <laughs> well, um, I was invited to, to come with the Survivor chapter, yeah. Survivor New York. All the chapters were there. Nice. Uh, all the Survivor uh, groups from every coast, you know, mm -hmm. even Hawaii was represented. And what we did, we met with our representatives, both in... Uh, uh, who, who, who are these representatives? Do you want to? Can you can you name them? Uh, Is it Hakeem Jeffries? Yes, we went, nice. for instance, we went to to his office. He has he's he's totally against it. Yeah, you know, pretty much everyone that we talked to because we're in New York. Yeah, even Chuck Schumer. Well, we didn't go to see actually his his uh, office. No, no. <laughs> Kirsten Gillibrand. Then? Yes, we did. And they were super aware. They were super nice. And they're like, absolutely. We, we, we are aware of this and please send us any information that you have. And what they, are they, did they say what they're going to do? Or are they going to do anything? Well, the, with the pipeline, for instance, yeah. is comes to a state uh, level. So in this case, yeah. it's, made, it's a governor Cuomo yeah. who has the last word. He can say yes or no. Yeah. So 
um, you know, it, it's a little complicated the way our government works. Yeah. I'm still trying to understand it. Uh, it was a great experience, and um, but it comes down to Cuomo, uh, and he has been uh, very outspoken about turning New York in uh, more green, you yeah. know, and, and be uh, energy efficient and whatnot, but. Realistically, we're very far from from the goals that have been set, and this is why my my activism and, and the advocacy I, I do is to bring awareness with my you know people in the community to put pressure on Cuomo and to put pressure on our representatives because yeah. they have the they have the power to stop these things. You know, we met a year ago at the. Uh, hearing in Bay Ridge but uh, held by FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission that uh, is in charge of approving, mainly approving pipelines. Yeah. And um, so, so this is almost a year ago. What have you noticed in terms of engagement on this issue? Because that hall, although not at all convenient uh, to Rockaway, was filled with Rockaway folks. Um and do, you, do have you noticed more engagement on this issue uh, since since this hearing a year ago? Yeah, the the one a year ago was uh, it had a good turnout. Um, it was a very strange public hearing, but when you were uh, when you were called to comment, they took you to a private room, like a separate room, and you had like this weird sort of interview, uh, and you gave your your comment. In, in a closed door environment, not public at all. So that was rather strange. Um, and unfortunately, FERC has given the okay for the pipeline. So this year, um, we had uh, two hearings, uh, one in Brooklyn and one in the Rockaways. And this was hosted by the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, mm -hmm. which is great because they look at everything everything, and primarily the impact of a project like this on the environment. You know, I mean, they're there to preserve, conserve the environment. So it was a good opportunity for us as community to come and speak pro or against it. Uh, the one in Brooklyn, it was pretty good, but I will say I was pleasantly surprised about the engagement from the Rockaway community for the the, yeah. the hearing. Um, you know, like I noticed several people posting about it and reposting and kind of like really people took action and, and like spreading the word about the pipeline, which you know, after like two plus years that I've been doing, I'm like, oh, wow. People are paying attention. Okay, so now finally people are getting involved and it's great, you know? And it's like, yeah, let's keep doing this, you know? Like, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's the fact that it's happening. And in this case, mm -hmm. it's a really positive thing. Um, so that hearing was super good. A lot of people show up. And I'm not talking about the surfing community. I'm talking just about the, the Rockaway community, the Rockaway community, regular folks, <clears> you know, <throat> families that, you know, they, they live by the ocean and they care. They care about their community. And they were there having beautiful speeches against it. There were some pro, which 
you know, it's a public hearing and, yeah. and you need to, to hear both sides. How much were they paid? <laughs> what, was yeah. the, what was their main um, support of the pipeline? What was their gist? Well, so you have some union workers that, you know, uh, one of the things that these industries jobs. Uh, like to push is, are jobs. But in this case, it's not a lot of jobs and it's not for a long term. It's like 100 jobs, one of the estimates. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at it, you're like, well, you can create jobs by also bringing you know solar panels wind and, farms and, and wind farms that. you know so why are we not moving in that direction it's not like how is this yeah. going to be built you know we could also be building artificial reefs to help protect the rock waves and make good waves by the way just saying <laughs> we could <laughs> but, as long as they're not the uh, subway cars that are thrown in there i'm so uh, against that yeah well they're dirty you know they got stuff in there yeah but you I know. mean, it, the, the Rockaways, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful place, but let's understand that it, it's, it's literally, it's a natural protection to yeah. what's behind. Yeah. And, and somehow yeah. we build, build, build homes there, well, you know? It's that, and also like Jamaica Bay is a reserve that needs to be protected. There's a lot of endangered species actually there. One of uh, my friend's brothers uh, did a whole study on turtles there. You know, it's a really important... Uh, you know, envir environment for these animals, and yeah. and that could get totally fucked. I mean, they kind of get fucked already with the the waste sewage plant not too far. But yeah, for all uh, you New York surfers that like me, that sort of bomb bomb through uh, uh, Broad Channel to get to the waves, take a moment and explore how gorgeous it is the stunning. Jamaica Bay. Uh, reserve natural uh, preserve is, and you can just walk around on on a bit of the 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 trails around there and get a look at the islands. It's just it's yeah, there's really a center magic. that you can visit, yeah. and they have guided uh, walk tours to kayaking, all that stuff. Kayaking, it's it, yeah, it trips you out when you realize how close you are to the city, and it's beautiful. Yeah, um, one other thing I've, I'm I don't understand is why not you, you don't at least I don't feel like I see this. Maybe maybe they do, but more cops and fire firemen who live out in the Rockways aren't as, as against this or come out more, more, for, more, uh, come out for, uh, come out against this because most of, you know, down, you know, if you head down, down by the West side of Rockway, it's mostly firemen and cops who live there. And I'm yeah. surprised that they, they don't you flex any of their muscle as well. It's tricky. Honestly, yeah. uh, they probably, they're not even out to do these things I, I really don't know yeah. i don't know i don't know anybody in, that that is a member of these uh, groups but uh you know going back to the to the hearing in the rockaways uh you had you it was really really nice to see so many people talking against it and in and, and so fluent and so knowledgeable and and really speaking you know, from their heart. Um, and then you also had a very few, a couple of people from, uh, from the buildings that, that, that are run by the city, NYCHA, yeah. uh, that they were confused about the problem they were having. They were saying that they wanted this pipeline in because during the winter, 
the apartments no, are heating. cold. Yeah. But yeah. that has nothing to do with the supply of That's gas. the landlord. That has to do with <laughs> the old system yeah. they have and how badly NYCHA is run, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. So it was very unfortunate Fuck. to see that. That's sad. Misunderstanding. Wow. It is sad. But, you know, uh, obviously, what can I say to them? I, I don't go through through that. You yeah. know, they will look at me like, well, you only come to the Rockaways to surf because I don't live in the Rockaways. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time there. And I've been talking to so many people there that, you know, I to me, the Rockaways are a really special place. You know, I, I don't want to see it ruined because of, of a pipeline. Yeah. Well, we have a message from, I believe, uh, your partner. Uh, call Governor Cuomo to tell him to stop the Williams Pipeline. You can call him at 877-235-6537. We'll put that up as well. But uh, just wanted our listeners to know if you want to get involved uh, and maybe you just do the very minimal effort, this is probably one of the best ways to do it. Uh, we should all try to call this number. So, again... You can call Governor Cuomo, tell him to stop fluffing that fluffing the Williams ball sack, and and <laughs> cancel the pipeline. Eight seven seven two three five six five three seven. Go fuck yourself, Williamson Transco. <laughs> that was you. That, I don't think that, that was Alexandra. <laughs> no, no, that was me. That part, but but I was reading off the number there. That was all ad lib. We'll never yeah. get an interview with them ever. Yeah, once. you know what? That's fine. I can live without it. <laughs> um, so uh, let's. So f- folks should, of course, uh, call that uh, and and voice their opinion about the project, but also uh, the 350.org website has information as well as the Surfrider. NYC chapter has a bunch, but bring us back to head high. You have a show coming up. This yeah. is, so we've moved from Rockaway back to Fort Greene uh, Navy Yard area to your gallery, coffee shop, uh, bookstore, beautiful place. Um, you have this guy, um, uh, Rich uh, Gilligan. Gilligan coming up. Who uh, I, I can't wait to see the show. You teased it out a little bit. DIY skate parks. Well, that's the yeah. book he made. Okay. So, so I actually um, found this beautiful book called DIY Skate Parks. Uh, there are these photographs that it's not about the skateboarding necessarily, mm-hmm. but more about the environments of where skateboarding takes place yeah. and, and uh, DIY skate parks, you know, usually in like a remote area in the middle of nowhere or somewhere in an empty lot that nobody cares about. You know, you throw a bunch of rubble, cover it with concrete, boom, you have a nice ramp or, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's what he photographed for this book. And I happened to get a copy, put one at the shop, sold in like the first day. Nice. It was one of the first publications we had, you know, in the, the first weeks uh, at Head High. And a couple of people came by and they're like, oh, I know this guy. I'm like, really? Well, tell him to please come to the shop. Um so I already was pretty intrigued of like, who is this guy? You know, beautiful photographs. He follows the skateboarding pretty closely. Uh, amazing photographer. He he has his approach is more as a documentarian or or, or uh, you know he has a special eye for for detail and the things that not everybody sees. Yeah. And that's something that is really king and special about his photography. Um, Long story short, 
We uh, serve parlor coffee, which is uh, amazing quality, amazing people. They roast a block away from head high. Nice. So they're in the neighborhood. For us, that was like one of the, the a very important decision to make which uh, roasting company will uh, team up with, right? And cheap shipping too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can just walk yeah. through it. Uh, no FedEx bills for you. <laughs> not, not, not for that coffee. No. But obviously they, they, they deal with a lot of yeah, shipping, uh, bringing in beans from all over the world. Yeah. Um, so um, Parlor is uh, uh, releasing a publication called Parchment. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a free publication that all our guests uh, at Head High and other coffee shops that sell Parlor will you know can get their hands on nice. um it's about coffee it's about farmers yeah in this case mm -hmm. the focus is a farm in colombia uh finca los angeles and it's a it's a it's a small farm for what i understand it's not like this huge farm that you will think from you know like a just a big story it's yeah. it's it's this woman maria and her family that wanted to keep the family together they bought some land after dealing with violence and and with the, the other town where they were living they had a hardware store uh they they close it and they're they're like well let's let's try farming she didn't have a clue little by little start learning and a few years later she's producing one of the best beans in wow. the world i love that wow. story yeah that's awesome it is it is awesome to see her dedication and 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 positivity you know she could have just been like oh i'm life is over i'm not gonna do anything she started her own business so for me like starting my own business it has inspired me tremendously you know nice. rich today uh, at the shop as we were setting up his photographs yeah. that are that, you know that he shot for the publication uh he was telling me that uh a couple of of the guys that picked the beans at the farm wake up at two in the morning drive three hours to the farm Jeez. they start working at sunrise work all day picking beans you know picking the fruit which you do by mm -hmm. hand and you need to pick you need to see every tree and go like individual individually yeah. one by one you gotta be able to read the beans yeah and these guys are experts after doing it for a long time some of them have their own farms and grow uh, uh coffee beans but uh rich shared this with me and i was like wow they 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 work so much you know and parchment the publication is about telling us the story of what's behind our coffee nice. you know that we drink every morning um and afternoon and sometimes in the evening all day long <laughs> yes and that's why i uh, that's yes. why we serve coffee because i i needed to supply my, yes. my Your personal habit. <laughs> habit so the exhibition that we're opening is, is related to to this publication so, with rich's photographs um and we'll have some of his books uh will he be the signing them there yeah 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 cool. he, he's one of the sweetest persons i ever met so for our listeners, give us the date, the location, where to be. We'll do. And if you want to No, no, really off, now. What uh, is it? So, Head High. <laughs> Head High is located at 14 Claremont Avenue. This is near Flushing, which is like the main road uh right by the Navy Yard. Um you can just google it Head High. We'll 
will appear. Fort uh, in Claremont, this Sunday. This Sunday. The 31st, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., big party. We'll have the publication. I'm selecting the tunes uh, for it. Colombian, traditional, mm-hmm. Afro-Caribbean, and cumbia. Yes. So, are you are you getting James from across the street to supply you with Austin East ciders? We actually have him supply some of the cider for our Maybe. previous show. Yeah. We're not doing it this time because Parlor made uh, a beer with uh, another company. Fair enough. Okay. So not this time, but yeah. All right. Hey, James, so, thanks for the cider. <laughs> thanks, James. And for our listeners, Sunday, 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 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's going to be going off Richard Gilligan at Head High. That's right. So when you start doing your, um, when you start doing, you know, your franchising, or is it going to be like chest, shoulder to chest high? We're going to do a little overhead. Double overhead. Maybe double overhead for the really big coffee shop we can do. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right now, so the name. Right now, you're like, I'm just trying to, to deal with one shop. Yeah, I, I'm dealing. I'm dealing with day by day, hour after hour. You know, coffee after coffee. Um, there's, there's really not. There's more than ambition. It, this is the dream. It was to create this space, and and it's only four months. Yeah. And it's happening, you know, and if this evolves into something else, something bigger, uh, you know, all over the world, whatever. Right now, it's really about like covering our expenses and providing the best service, you know, not not contributing to the problem of plastics, you know. It's it's kind of it's kind of simple in a way. Yeah. And then the goal will be to get someone to cover you at the espresso machine while so you can go surfing when the next set of swell. Eventually, right. yes. I mean, I would like to put the sign, you know, the famous sign, "Go on surfing." Yeah. But um, I don't think I can do it Not yet. yet. <laughs> um, unless it's really really good. Of course, of course. Moscow. Thank Moscow. you so much yeah. for coming on. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. And yeah, uh, please check out uh, on Instagram. We're uh, headhigh underscore NY or headhigh.net. Um, we're open, you know, and, and we want to collaborate. Let me just say this real quick. We It's a place where if you have an idea, uh, you have published a book, you have photographs, anything that you wanted to share yeah. with others, we're totally happy to to show it and discuss uh, either uh-huh. it's a show, a collaboration, you know, that's, that's what it's for. Like, we don't see this as a business where you just buy your coffee and get out. It's really like, community. show me. Yeah. It's about building community. We're trying. And You're doing a great job. Thank man. you. No, we're psyched. Uh, so again, for our listeners, uh, first paddle out this Saturday at 11 o'clock at beach 68th street. Uh, Surf Rider will be there in protest of the Williams uh, Pipeline and also Beach Cleanup. Uh, then on Sunday uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. at Head High, 14 Claremont Street, right near the corner of Claremont and Flushing. Uh, come on there. Richard Gilligan will have his whole art show set up, and they'll also have the parlor uh, parchment uh, newspaper that yep. will be available. And it'll be rad tunes, rad food, rad drinks, good vibes. 
highly recommend it. And if you are a purveyor of wonderful coffee table books and other awesome little gifts, this is a wonderful store to go visit. And the coffee is delicious, and you'll always be greeted with a smile and maybe a shaka. Yeah, the smiles are free. Smiles so are free. Come every day and get Smiles one. are free. All right. Uh, Moscow, thank you so much. Thank you. Ben. Tyler. We'll see you next, next week. Next week. All right. We're going we're gonna to leave out with a little bit of transition. Thank you.